Next, I'd like to introduce. Throw your hands in the hair if you're a true player. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? That boy is good. Good and terrible. You hold your breath when Shaquille O'Neal comes careening into your lap. Well, he's going to give a special greeting to Daniel Baldwin right here. Davis brothers should have a boxing match against the Baldwin brothers. Really? We'll take them out in the first round. Who would you take on? Youngest, I'd medium, old. On all three of them, actually. I, not that I really think. Yeah, I wouldn't need any help. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh, man, I hate those guys. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. ESPN Radio Syracuse, at ESPN Syracuse on Twitter. 315-437-7644, that is 4ESPN44. And of course, the text line, 315-288-0644. Daniel Baldwin, good afternoon, sir. Hello, Joshy, and hello, everybody out there. In Orange Nation land. Big night tonight, obviously. Clemson, well, the Tigers are here. They've been here for quite some time. Uh, and and the fans have been here even longer in and around town. Kick off in just under four hours. But let's start with, the with I think, the biggest question in the room. The elephant in the room, Daniel Baldwin. Why are you on a sports station right now doing a sports <laughs> radio show? You know, it's funny how when you, when you just put yourself in the right situation... You know, my mom said last summer, my brothers and I all rent houses on Scanny Atlas Lake, and we spent a couple of weeks with my mom, you know, spending a, a majority of my last 25 years in, in Los Angeles uh, as an actor. Um, my mom reaches over to my wife, who she favors quite a bit, and she said, uh, you know, I really wish you'd spend more time with me now. And so mom knows at 90 years old coming that, you know, the clock is ticking. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think it's going to be some, you know, uh, major thing that happens. One day, mom's not going to wake up. That could be next week. That could be 10 years from now. I don't know. But my wife said to me, we drove out from Malibu. We're driving back home or somewhere in Iowa. And she said, you know, we really could spend more time with your mother right now. And I said, you want to move to Syracuse? And she said, I think it would be nice to spend some time with your mother and bring the kids out there. And I said, okay, let's go. So we started looking around for houses, and, and I, I reinstituted some relationships with uh, people I know here. I needed a car, and I went and I went to Driver's Village, mm-hmm. Lou Brago, the great Lou Brago. Yep. And uh, Lou calls me up while I'm at the uh, Middle Tennessee State game against Syracuse in the Dome. Ooh, yeah, boo to that. Boo to that game. And, uh, and Lou was with Ed Levine in, in his, uh, his, boot, his little booth, and uh, he said, why don't you come on up and say hi to my friend Ed? He's uh, Galaxy Entertainment Communications, and he does a lot of ESPN radio. Um, unknown to a lot of people because it was some time ago, I was one of the hosts for um, about eight months on Best Damn Sports Show, period. And uh, I also uh, was a decent athlete in high school and college. I know a lot about sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I started getting in a conversation with Ed, and he said, you know, I've got some slots that are open right now for ESPN that I'm I'm rerunning some shows that, uh, you know, we're looking for some content. Would that be something you'd be interested in? Then he mentioned to me how much he pays you guys, and I said, no, I'm not interested. (laughs) Um, uh, But, you know, uh, I I have my children here now. Um, uh, I'm opening my production company here. And I I really did take into consideration, A, 
how, how magnanimous he was. Uh, you know, I really liked Ed a lot right, right off the bat. You know, we were talking the same language and everything. And I thought to myself, you know, getting involved in sports, I have a long family legacy in Syracuse. My mother and father both went to Syracuse. My mother's five sisters and her one brother went to Syracuse. Both her parents went to Syracuse. Both my father's parents and his two brothers went to Syracuse. I think that we're almost in triple digits with Baldwin alumni as graduates from Syracuse University over the last 80 years. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so, you know, I, I know a lot about the area. I have deep roots here and I have, um, you know, deep roots with the university itself. So I, I really considered what Ed had to say. And I thought, you know, this would be really fun to go do to stay home with the kids and, and uh, be able to do a show. Maybe we podcast it. Of course, I had been on your show before. I'm a big fan. I listened to your show anyway. Thank myself. you, Daniel. Thank you. You know, and, and I and I started thinking when he said, that, you know, let's throw Josh in the mix. I thought that that was a very interesting way to do it because it's not your first genre, you know, sports. Uh, not you know, at all. You, I come from rock radio, but this is fun. Yeah, but you know what? The idea of mixing it up with you and, and listening to what's going on and what a weekend to kick it off with oh, Clemson. absolutely right. Daniel Baldwin on the air right now, ESPN Radio Syracuse. You, uh, b before we get into the Clemson stuff, you mentioned briefly your athletic history. You yes. didn't go to SU, but you went to Ball State. I went to Ball State, Muncie, Indiana, where the men are men and the sheep are nervous. <laughs> You were, what were you, a wrestler, you said? No, I, I, they dropped the wrestling program. I was a football player. Okay. Um, you know, I, I could never stay healthy long enough to turn it into anything. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, I, I think as a college athlete, you have to look at why you're really there, you know, and, and if there's aspirations to go beyond the university at a professional level, which was not in the cards for me. Uh, you know, so I, I, instead I just, uh, I drank until I was delirious and, and ended up luckily enough getting out of there. Uh, with what I needed to get to to complete my studies at the school, um, uh, but uh, you know I, I was exposed um, through actually being an actor, yeah. uh, much more to high level athletics. Mm -hmm. I, I played on the celebrity golf tour for 15 years, so I know a lot of guys. I mean, I, it was not uncommon to go to the Dan Marino golf tournament and be sitting there with Joe Namath, Troy Aikman, Mark Rippin, mm -hmm. you know, you name it. They were there and become friendly with them, you know. So. Uh, I know a lot of guys that played for the Buffalo Bills. And, and you just found out this week your grandfather was on the Buffalo. You didn't even know until this week. My mother turns around, and I'm on my way to a function, a, a Jim Kelly Buffalo Bills function. And she said, oh, Grandpa would be so happy to find out that one of you boys is finally a Buffalo Bills fan. And I looked at my mother, and I went, why would Grandpa Martineau be excited that I'm a Buffalo Bills fan? Well, he played for the 1923 original <laughs> Buffalo Bills. I looked at my mother, and I said, Mom. Are you kidding me that you never told any of us that Grandpa played in the NFL? I mean, at the at, at, and the original Buffalo Bills. So, of course, I immediately called Jim Kelly. I'm texting him. Sure, sure. You may have gone to four Super Bowls, but my grandfather played for the original Buffalo Bills. Who, by the way, was fantastic. I, don't, I, I mean, this is more of a kind of a, a special event that you and I got to attend, and I think a few hundred people did, but he spoke uh, for the Salvation Army in town this week, and his messages are great. He is such a great, just a great all-around dude, and talking about perseverance and, and, and the Buffalo Bills and a guy who can go to the Super Bowl four, four times, not win, and not have a chip on his shoulder about it. You know, I mean, he, he's just, uh, uh, he's a testament to uh, perseverance. And listen, on a personal front, he was very sick for a while. Mm -hmm. I remember Goldberg. You remember the wrestler Goldberg? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Goldberg comes up to me at the Jim Kelly Golf Tournament, and he says to me, bro, we're going to sit out in the fairway as many guys as we can, and we're going to shave our heads 
in honor of Jim and send him the tape of us mm-hmm. shaving our heads to try to pull him through this. This will fire him up. And I went, well, that's easy for you to say. You're bald. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, how, yeah. How, does, how does this affect you? He yeah. goes, you got to do it. You got to do it. So I don't really think too much about it. And I sit in the fairway on, on, on fairway number one at the country club up in Buffalo. And Goldberg proceeds to take out the shears and mow down every hair on my head. Mm-hmm. It clicked about five minutes afterwards. I'm two weeks into a movie. I've already started <gasps> shooting. Yeah, got, don't you have ob- You're not I, allowed to do that. I as got far so as I know. caught yeah. up in the moment that I turned around. I let him do it, and my hair was longer than it is now yeah. at this moment. And I'm established on camera already. So my wife says to me, Daniel, what are you going to tell the producers of the movie? You have no hair on your head anymore. How is that going to match? And I, I was, I was really, really nervous. And I called the guy up, and he said. You know, I'd only shot two days in the first couple of weeks. I was, I was, you know, production heavy in the weeks to come. And I told him why I did it. And it turned out he was a huge Buffalo Bills fan. Perfect. And he said, you know what, man? It's out of sequence. We'll reshoot. I didn't, you know, they could have sued me for mm-hmm. a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they didn't. So uh, I, I pulled it off. I went, I went with the Jim Kelly shave. ESPN Radio Syracuse. Daniel Baldwin live on the air. You can, of course, get involved. You can talk directly to Daniel. Ask him anything you like. We will talk SU Clemson. You can get involved. 315-437-7644. That is 4. ESPN 44, or if you want to text, if that's easier, 315-288-0644. That is the ESPN Radio text line. You're going to the game tonight. You're going to the Clemson game. I am going to the game. It's nationally co- covered uh, you know, with ESPN. It's the one game being played tonight. I'm lobbying hard to be in that booth to, to, to do a little shout-out. He wants Make, to sneak in on uh, I, Matt Park, who calls the game. He wants to sneak I want in to sneak on Matt Park. I want to sneak in camera time. I want yeah. to sneak into the to, to when they're calling a play-by-play. I might even have to get in there. He rolls out right, he throws the ball down. Ah, oh, he's gone! Yes! He's at the 40! The 30! You know, I'm Hijack ready. it. I'm ready to go. I'm, I might steal it. I might Hijack steal it. it. I'm not going to be that SU homer that everybody wants you to hear on the radio. That's SU is definitely going to beat Clemson or whatever. You and I have talked about this off mic already this week. Mm-hmm. You have some great insight, which we will get into. And uh, I think I'm this kind of guy. I just like happy endings. And I don't mean it like that. Kind of oh. do. Kind of do. But uh, <laughs> I like happy endings, Daniel. I like that you're going to come into the dome. You're going to play the the reigning national champion. They're starting quarterback is back in they'll play tonight and i like an upset if ever dino does these he has these magical wins i'm of that mindset that's not me being a homer but you've also given some insight to how they're going to play tonight against clemson well we had dino on on your show yeah and we spoke to him and, and i asked him i said you know are there going to be some wrinkles that we haven't seen before i mean this is mighty clemson and, and i think when you when you're picking somebody to win a football game um, you know, and or particularly for those people who are who are gambling on a game, this is a 21 point underdog it opened at, and now it's a 23 and a half, which means more people are still betting Clemson if the line is moving. Mm-hmm. So people in the country that that's a great indicator for me that, that Syracuse is going to cover because mm-hmm. most people lose. Yeah. Um, but 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 besides the gambling aspect of it, um, if they played 10 times. Does that mean that Syracuse would not win any of 10 games? No, I don't believe that at all. I believe that there's always the possibility that they could win. This is, you know, I I have two words for you. Appalachian State, when they rolled into Michigan and beat Michigan 
on the road against Michigan, who was nationally ranked, I believe, at the time of the mm. top 25. So is it possible? Yes. I think the factors and the cards would have to fall perfectly for Syracuse at this stage of the game for them, a young program under a new coach with a different offense when you add those two things in. But that also means that somebody that's preparing to play against them can't really say they know exactly what they're going to do. So t- take this scenario for hand. They kick the ball off and he runs it back 99 yards. It's 7 nothing Syracuse. And the guy throws an interception on his own 20-yard line. And they run it back and it's 14 nothing with two minutes gone in the game. And suddenly, what's going to happen to Clemson if they're behind by 14 on the road in a loud carrier dome against an offense that they really don't know much about? Anything can happen. If Syracuse protects the ball and wins the turnover exchange, that's imperative, and special teams, then they have a shot at actually winning the game, I think. Would that happen a number of times out of 10? No. Clemson would beat Syracuse eight or nine times out of 10 for sure, and they would beat them handily. Is this the night that that's going to turn around? I don't know, but it could happen for I, sure. I would, not be, uh, I would not be sad if it did happen, but, but like you just said, Daniel Baldwin here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. You can, of course, text us 315-288-0644, the ESPN Radio Syracuse text line. This is a team that even if all of their starters got hurt, you're going deep. This is They've got five stars sitting there uh, sipping water on the sideline. I mean, they've, they've got guys... No matter what. So you're saying they got to start early because even as the game goes on, this is a team that even if they get beat up, they can still keep playing. Well, there's also that, that thing that they talk about, uh, particularly in college football, not so much in the pros, but you know, you're looking past the team you're going to play. So Clemson also knows that they're a, a big, big favorite, that they're coming into Syracuse on uh, you know, a program that is young, a new coach. So they're probably looking at this like, yeah, we're going to beat these guys pretty handily. That could be a big mistake for them. That could be a very, very big mistake to knock a storied Division One college football program with its own star athletes that could light you up. So, mm-hmm. again, I'll, I'll say, do I think Syracuse is going to win this game in a series? No. Could they win tonight? Absolutely they could win tonight. Absolutely. They could win tonight. We'll keep talking. Clemson, SU, kickoff just under four hours over at the Carrier Dome. Go get your tickets. Fill it because what ends up happening, and the coach of the Clemson has, uh, of uh, the Tigers has said this, that venue itself has an energy. And when that, when that building gets loud, there's an energy that Clemson players can be shaken by. Oh, no doubt about it. These are, remember, too, these are not NFL players where they've gone through the college program for four years and now they've played for a couple of years in the NFL and they're used to 60,000 people screaming at them to the point where they can't even hear their quarterback call an audible. These are kids. They, now, what's, what, what, how many times have these kids coming off of the longest winning streak in college football right now, how many times have they been down by 14? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen when you rattle their cage a little bit? This is a quarterback, too, that's now announced they're announcing he's going to play, but he's got a tender ankle. Yeah. What happens if he goes out? Down it's un- by, and it's unlikely he finishes the game. Down by 14, hurts his ankle in the second quarter, and suddenly we're in a track meet. How do you get involved? You buy a ticket because, like I just said, this is his quote. It's one of the really unique places and venues to play a college football game. We've got a lot of guys that haven't been there. It's going to be an awesome environment. So it's that. You get loud. You make it the loud house. You shake them up. These are kids. We got a dome. We got a dome, bro. We got a dome, man. We got a dome, Daniel Baldwin. All right. Let me hit my first spots. We will come back. Daniel Baldwin on the air, ESPN Radio Syracuse. The phone, if you'd like to call us, we'd love to hear from you. 315-437-7644. Text line 315-288-0644. ESPN Radio Syracuse. Be back. 
Hummel's Office Plus and Dun Tire are proud supporters of Syracuse football coverage on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Sunday, the Giants head to the Mile High City to face the Broncos. Pre-game at 7.30. Big Blue plays here. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is a special presentation. The Daniel Baldwin Show. ESPN Radio Syracuse. Good afternoon. Daniel Baldwin Show on the air. Brent Axe after us. He'll lead into pre-game. SU Clemson tonight. It's family weekend up at the Dome, Daniel. I like that. And you know, Dan, you know, Dino wants to win for the uh, the kids and their families. That's very, very important. You can get involved three one five four three seven. That's seventy six forty four ESPN four ESPN forty four. Or text us. Simple as a text three one five two eight eight zero six four four. Eric Dungy. Let's talk Eric because he is proving his wealth. He's proving his value. He ends up rushing uh, sometimes more than the rushers do. And as we enter into a Clemson battle, you've got a lot of big guys that are going to be coming at Eric Dungy. Do they protect? Do they let him run? What's the? I mean, uh, Coach, uh, Coach Dino Babers has said all week, we're going to let him run because he can run. He can, clearly, he can clearly get the yards we need. What happens if he gets hurt? What's the benefit? What's the cons, Daniel? Well, I think, I think that... Um from a rushing standpoint, they're going to have to change it up a little bit. I don't think we can match horses against a team that has, you know, 10 guys mm-hmm. that are 6'5", 320, nfl size linemen. I just don't think that we have the horses to do that. So misdirection and deception yeah. and so on, play action, um, screens, draws, quick passes, stuff to keep them on their feet and moving so that we don't get the pressure on the quarterback uh, and 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 but misdirecting on the on the line of scrimmage is going to be the way to go. Uh, I, I don't think you're going to push them back three yards and rush the ball, you know, five six yards a clip very often. I, I don't think they're going to be able to do that. So I think you he, you know Dino said something very interesting on your show, and he said you know you have to do the things that you normally do, and then mix it up and throw some stuff, and and hopefully fifty percent of the of the stuff that you throw out there that's a little unusual or different for the game. 50% of it sticks. And that's only half of what you're throwing at them. That would be effective against the number two team in the nation. So if they flea flicker a couple times or, or, you know, or they're throwing you know, shovel passes and stuff that they normally don't do, um, I think you know, this is going to be like a judo match, and I'll explain what I mean by that. In a judo match, you don't take an opponent that's bigger than you and try to outmuscle him. You try to use his momentum to your advantage. So you're picking angles and you're, you're using his weight and his velocity and his momentum to turn him or throw him and, and, and not have to try to pick him up yourself. These guys can pick us up and throw us on our backs. That's how big and strong they are and how much bigger and stronger on average they are. So how do we outsmart them and use that? I think things like dropping back and throwing screens, throwing quick passes and never allowing them to get to the quarterback is going to be the way to go. They're going to have to use their speed, which falls into the category of what Dino's trying to do. He's running a West Coast 
this fast offense. That's new to Syracuse. Syracuse isn't used to that. Syracuse plays kind of a standard package for many, many years now that they mix the pass with the run and they match up against their opponents. Now they're playing in a division where everybody's big and fast, you know, so they're not in the Big East anymore. You know, they're, they're, they're playing big-time college football. So I think against an opponent like this, you're going to have to outsmart him. This is David against Goliath. You've got guys like Dexter Lawrence, Christian Wilkins uh, inside. You've got defensive end Austin Bryant. Huge guys, big guys that can stop all momentum. Mm-hmm. Do you throw the ball? You've had some good, you've had some good receiving recently. Do you throw the ball? Do you run it? You're out there, Daniel Baldwin, here on ESPN Radio. Do you, what do you do as coach? I think he. I think that the coach is going to come at them with a mixed package. I think you have to keep them off balance. I think if you if you were to say we're going to run the ball down their throat, well, you know, obviously that's not going to happen. Are you going to? Sometimes you give up a play to set up a play. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know on third and two, and you need these two yards because you're driving down the field, and next thing you throw it deep. You know that that's yeah. that's how you catch yeah. them off guard. You know, everyone, they're going to stack the package. The box is going to be really, really tight with the linebackers up, trying to protect against that two-yard gain. They don't want to give them another first down. That's when you take a shot. You know, against Clemson, that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to come at them. And like you said earlier on in the show, you got to start out with some numbers on the board. you got to hit hard and fast, get out front before the thing really gets heavy. And, and, and another thing, too, is I think you take three. The, the kicking game is going to be huge in this game. Being the better punting team, the coverage team, special teams are going to come way into play here because those are wild cards. Those are those are guys that don't necessarily start all the time, all of them, mm-hmm. and and they're guys that anything can happen. Listen, you can break out of the box with a punt return and put seven on the board really, really quick. And so, you know, winning the special teams are going to be imperative for Syracuse in this game. Checking in on the ESPN radio text line. You can, of course, get involved. 315-288-0644. Daniel Baldwin has the sexiest voice, knows sports, and loves his wife. Look at that. Wow. That's a great compliment. Is that, right a, is that what someone just wrote? Yes, they did. No, let me comment on that. Thank you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Baldwin, uh, I am sold. 18 minutes in. When does Daniel Baldwin get his own show? I think you're hearing it. I think this is Daniel Baldwin giving it a go. Uh, any chance at Biodome 2? Text line is asking. You know here. what? Biodome 2 would be a Stephen Baldwin question, but I'm going to tell you. <laughs> But 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 I'm gonna but I'm gonna but I'm gonna tell you something. Yes. For him to come in as squirrely one more time. Yeah. I I'm, I'm kind of feeling it. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling it. How many times in your day to day life are you asked a question regarding the wrong Baldwin brother? Well, you know, I, I got to tell you the lineage of it, the story of it is is that I started. Obviously, let's face it, Alec is a big big movie star, sure. and he and I happen to sound a lot alike and look a lot alike. Sure. And we're closest in age too, so. Logically, until I, you know, broke out on my own television series uh, in the '90s, did I finally elude the "Hey, you're Alec Baldwin's brother," right, 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 or right, you're, right. And then it was one of the Baldwins, and right. then suddenly people actually, every once in a while, said, "Hey, you're Daniel Baldwin." Hey, you know? nice. So, so I'd be lying to say that there isn't something about that that's good for your career, right? And also something that's very bad about it for your career. Then Alec married Kim Basinger, and I had <laughs> and I and I had to deal with five years of you're Kim Basinger's brother-in-law. That's you know, I'll so take that, it. that, that sure. was my new identity. And now, of course, I walk through the airport and I hear, "Can you do Trump too?" No, let me hear you do Trump. You know, how, do, so. how do you rank? Let's just let's stop beating around the bush. How do you rank your brothers? I, Alec will put it number one. As far as uh, careers, all uh, around all around Baldwin brother. If I had to put my money on any horse. Well, is, well, wait a second. We're talking about a different category now. We're right. talking about horse. All right. All right. I'm all taking right. that title. All right. All right. <laughs> we rank the Baldwin brothers 
all-around most recognizable uh, career. Career. Let's career go career-wise. Oh, Alec is definitely, but you know, he. So he, we take him out of it. Sure. Now we, we got you guys. Now it's me against the other two. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, everyone has had their own identity. Billy, by far, was, you know, he was a model. He's the original Calvin Klein underwear mm-hmm, man. Mm-hmm. Chicks still swoon when they see big yeah. screen. We call him big screen Billy. <laughs> so when big screen Billy comes walking in, you know, the chicks all do it. I never had that model body. I was mm-hmm. always a thicker, bigger guy. Nothing um, wrong with that. No, no. You know, but and, and, and again, if you're throwing Alec out of the equation, I'm by far the most highly decorated actor director in the family, no doubt. Um, you know, unfortunately, my decorations are, you know, winner of this film festival, winner of that film festival, Emmy nominated. By, you said Alec in the picture, Academy Award nominated, wins Golden Globes. So for wins, so. this show, Daniel, I think that we can get away by saying hosted by the second best Baldwin brother, right? Oh, no, no, no. I would never say that. Really? I would never say that. I would, I would have to say hosted by... Um, the second in career order, Baldwin. But oh. I'm by far the best Baldwin. Oh, all right. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, Hosted yeah. So, by the best but so, Baldwin. So brother. it goes like this uh, Where do you fit in order of your siblings? Well, actually, there's two girls in the family. So it goes, it goes Beth, Alec, Daniel. The home of the Giants. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m., and 1440 a.m. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. ESPN Radio Syracuse. Taking your calls. Daniel Baldwin Show on the air. 315-437-7644. 315-4ESPN44. And of course on Twitter, at ESPN Syracuse. And here you go, Daniel. You want to uh, you want to jump right into the fire? Here's a tweet. Let's take it from Andy on Twitter. Baldwin is fantastic. Could you ask him how he feels when an NFL player kneels during the national anthem? Ooh, oh boy! Let's come right out the gate here swinging, you Andy. You know what, Andy? Gonna, you want it? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel. I'm going to tell you exactly the the movement. Thanks to Andy's question, that we're going to start right now. Go ahead. Okay. So it is very hard. Now, this is uh, at no time, because when I get buried on Twitter for saying this, and when I get buried on Facebook and in the press for saying this, please remember the disclaimer that I'm about to say, which is every one of the issues that anyone wants to protest for or believes in are viable to them and maybe to the American people, to the cause. I hear nothing anymore in the press, nothing about the original issues that Colin kneeled about. I don't hear anything about Black Lives Matter or violence from police officers against African-Americans in Chicago and blah, 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 blah. And they're all very relevant and very, very important. The question now becomes, has this been used as a political tool once the president of the United States made comments about his opinion? Yes, it has. For you not to acknowledge that would be ridiculous. Again, I'm not hearing anything at all anymore in the press about what the original issue was, number one. Number two, it is hard, and I have Googled the names of 690 men and women that have lost their lives since Vietnam in central New York, just in the Syracuse area. 690 men and women paying the ultimate price. Do I believe that kneeling during the national anthem as a form of protest is a slap in their faces and a slap in the face of those American men and women that are active servicemen now? Yes, I do. I do not agree that kneeling during the national anthem is an appropriate way to protest. But I will tell you this. 
And let's start it this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. Take your knee when the coach says, okay, first team, you're a linebacker on the San Francisco 49ers, and you decide not to play in the game as a protest for what you feel is happening to African Americans in America right now. Now that, that's a protest. That's something that comes out. Remember, during the Civil Rights Movement, these were men and women that walked black and white, that walked and and subjected themselves to tear gas, violence from dogs, being shot at, being arrested, losing their jobs. Their lives were sometimes on the line for their beliefs. They paid and and they put up a sacrifice personally because of what they believed. And God bless them for doing it because they were right. And I believe that some of the things that Colin originally was upset about, absolutely, we've come a long way. We've got a long way to go when it comes to equality between African Americans in this country and the rest of the population. So I I actually agree with him. I don't agree with the form of protest. I don't. I think if you really wanted to make a statement, don't play. Let's see how many people in the National Football League refuse to play to make a statement about their beliefs about prejudice in this country. That is... I would support. The, 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 the other side of the coin you're going to hear on that is you, Daniel Baldwin, don't get to choose when and where they protest. I don't. I you don't. don't. And they're going to say, well, why do you get to tell me when and where I can't, when uh, and where uh, I protest? Uh, uh, and, and, okay, and that's a valid point. And, and, and at no time did I say that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Someone asked me my opinion right. on kneeling during the national anthem. And I've, I've told you my opinion on kneeling during the, the national anthem. I find it hard for me while that, that flag drapes over a casket coming off of a, 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 an Air Force plane from overseas and a weeping wife and children bury their father or mother. And, and, and we're going to turn around and we're going to kneel during that while we're in an active war situation right now. So I, I, I have a problem with it. It's not something that I personally would choose to do to show my protest. But I got to tell you right now, if uh, uh, – you know, Eli Manning decided not to play against the Broncos and said, I think that this is really unfortunate what's going on in this country right now, and I'm not going to play. Let's go, let's go beyond that. Let's talk about Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones saying, listen, he's made his stance. He owns the team. And he said, I'm not telling you you can't kneel. Jerry Jones didn't tell anyone they couldn't kneel. Everyone's on Jerry Jones's case saying he has no right to take away their First Amendment rights. He has no right. No, no, I beg to differ. This league has rules. The league is allowed to take you out of your house and make you urinate and watch the stream of fluid come out of your your private part and check whether or not you're on drugs or alcohol when you're not supposed to or, or you've broken certain rules. They have the right to do that, but you don't have the right to, to tell them uh, the league rule is that you can't kneel during the anthem. Absolutely, they have the right. And the NFL is a private entity. It's a private business. You're not going to jail for kneeling. That Your, your First Amendment rights are still intact. You're not going to prison. No one's imprisoning right. you. Jerry you're J- just being told by your boss, essentially, don't do that at work. Jerry Jones said, listen, he didn't say you can't kneel. He said, if you kneel on my team during the anthem, you won't play. He didn't say I wasn't going to pay you. Mm-hmm. He said, you're not going to pay. You're not going to play in the game. So what does that translate to them? That means what kind of endorsement dollars if they don't play? Are they going to put a negative spin on the companies that they represent? And so on? You betcha. That's why they're not doing it. How many Dallas Cowboys took a knee? Zero. None of them did it. None of them would, 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 would forsake playing in the game versus their opinions and their belief system. So that says a lot to me. But I think if you get the first guy that says, I'm not going to play until there's a change, watch the response to that. Now, that's going to be people that are going to get behind him, and they're going to take a real strong look at this problem. Because right now, 
the, the, the view of the original problem isn't even in the press anymore. No one's discussing it. No one's discussing what's going on. No one. Daniel Baldwin, ESPN Radio Syracuse. Not afraid to hit your hot topics there. He's not afraid to take them. No. 315-288-0644 is the text line. Twitter, at ESPN Syracuse. We'll hit spots. Come back. We will do a couple of quick things here. Um, it, it broke today, the NCAA, uh, and kind of giving UNC a pass. We'll talk about that briefly. And then Nostra Daniel will visit us and give us a prediction. The great one is the throwing great the dust in the bowl. As is you throwing the dust in the bowl. <laughs> he is preparing his cape and cloak. We'll come back. ESPN Radio Syracuse. The Syracuse Crunch take on the Belleville Senators for the first time ever this Friday, October 13th. Join me on ESPN Radio for Countdown to Crunch Time starting at 645, followed by the puck drop at 7 o'clock. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. ESPN Radio Syracuse, Daniel Baldwin Show is on the air. At ESPN Syracuse on Twitter. If you've missed any of today's debut show, you can get it on demand in iTunes. Just search ESPN Syracuse. It'll be up shortly after the broadcast concludes. You can catch in the booth in there with Matt Park on the block with Brent Axe and, of course, Orange Nation. All for free right there. Google Play as well. Um... Quickly, as I know we wind down the hour here, about to hand over to Brent Axe over at Shaughnessy's, getting ready for Clemson SU tonight. I don't know how much, Daniel, you followed the uh, NCAA announcement today regarding UNC. Long story short, UNC kind of got away with it. Now, the violation that they were accused of was giving really easy classes to their students. You like mean, basket weaving, right? So, so, so those dog walking classes. Exactly. I took, they they didn't count towards my my degree. No, <laughs> no. Well, they counted. Here's the thing. Right. They made the classes up. Right. But they weren't exclusive just to the students. I mean, just to the to the athletes. So the athletes could take dog walking, mm-hmm. but so could every other kid on campus. So the UNC uh, investigation and the NCAA said. Well, since all the kids can take them, we're not at the. We don't have the right to declare which classes are too easy or too hard. We're just here to kind of watch what the student athletes do. Mm-hmm. Is that a problem? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that come to mind. First of all, if this is not UNC with their storied history and and, and you know particularly with their basketball program, are we having this conversation if it's UNLV? Right. There'd be sanctions coming. If it was Bayheim and Syracuse, they'd be up here so fast. Oh, you know? Syracuse would they would have had to sell the dome by now. I mean, <laughs> right. NCAA would have so, completely sold off everything at the building. So there 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 are sweethearts and there are television contracts that have already been negotiated. Mm-hmm. Everything that if you started sanctioning a team too hard. You know, you're going to rewrite history when it comes to contracts and television that have already been been established. So, uh, and, and I'm sorry, but I really do believe that that's true. So, with that said, they got a little slap on the wrist. I'm sure they're on the radar right now. They're probably going to be very, very careful about what they do and monitor a little more closely. I, I, I think too that um, that doesn't necessarily fall under the category of the program athletically itself, as it does the university. You know, I mean, it seems to me that the university should be governing itself and mm-hmm. as far as classes, and that's what they credits. Said. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know that you, you, you sanction, or can the NCAA actually find the, the college and not sanction against the team? I don't, I, I don't know what, what the rules are. I'll tell you one thing that I've said for a long, long time. Pay them. Pay them. You know, if you're Not take. Notre Dame, I think it was two years ago, had eight televised games, which mm-hmm. translated to something like $39 million to the university. How much does it cost to run Notre Dame's football program? 
I mean, is, is it is it three million? Is it eight million? It's not thirty nine million. <laughs> you know, that, that's for sure. So the school is making a lot of money on these athletes. Now, granted, many of them are full scholarship at fifty thousand, sixty thousand dollars a year. Okay, so. Ten guys on the team is six hundred thousand dollars worth of education. Right. Twenty guys is a million too. Thirty nine million dollars in TV rights. Listen, end this problem and say that if you're a starter on offense, if you're a starter, and put a scale together and pay them to play. But you open such a bag of worms what, because what, what you do is then you like I play pay the lacrosse kids too and the soccer kids. Absolutely, and the you pay javelin you, you, you throwers. Pay, you pay them. They're, they're part of the scaling of this has to do with how much money that particular sport brings into the university. It's a business. Mm-hmm. So if you know that your lacrosse program, you're Syracuse, for instance, and Syracuse has a, a very, very powerful lacrosse program, how much money does that bring in in tickets, in, in, in uh, you know selling to the events? Uh, how much does it cost to travel? I guarantee you're going to find it's probably going to end up costing you money. So for them, getting an education for free is quite a good deal. But if you're a powerhouse university, how much is ESPN paying Syracuse? What's part of their contract tonight to play in this football game? And what's the share that they get versus Clemson getting? You know, And so there's a lot of dollars being thrown around here. And in some universities, they can certainly afford to pay. Other universities, the, the pay should be taken off the cost of the education that they get. And if that zeroes out, it zeroes out. I think it's a fair system. I think it's the reality of the world. Because as you get a, good, a, a great coach, who I don't believe for one minute Jim Beheim knew anything about what was going on, with his recent sanctions with the Fab Mello incident I, 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 don't, I don't believe it I don't believe it you have you're like the president and you have a cabinet and you depend on that cabinet to do their job and play clean but when you start throwing in alumni associations which come with an envelope full of cash after a game and hand it to a young student athlete and you find out and that's going to fall back on the coach that a kid got money or got a car, the coach may have nothing to do with that or, or have no, no knowledge of it whatsoever but the team and the coach are going to get sanctioned for yeah. it and then you got a Rick Patino story, which is a whole other conversation. Well, about. Rick's asked for some trouble in the yeah. past. I love Rick, but you know, we're, we're talking uh, we're talking some d- different issues there. Before we wrap our first ever Daniel Baldwin show, I want to introduce the audience to something known as Noster Daniel. Now, a lot of people don't know this, Daniel, but you have you can see the future in, in a lot of ways. You, I can. And this is not a joke, everybody. You can predict certain things from happening. The best example would be. Well, I would say that in sports, uh, two days after Tony Romo got hurt, I blogged and, and predicted to Rich Eisen in the form of a quatrain mm-hmm. in the city of Bay, you know, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. you know, there will be no way. And, blah, blah, and I rhymed it. And I said, Tony Romo will never take another snap in Dallas again. Wow. And of course, everyone said, what are you talking about? He's the franchise. Player. And Tony Romo never took another snap again. Dak came up and through the rankings, took them to a 10-win season, and Romo was out of football. Now, when I wrote that and I said it, people said, you're out of your mind. So I'm going to give you two right now. Okay. Uh, one, I'm going to play a middle, and I'm going to say, do, uh, as Nostra Daniel, um, I believe that uh, today's Syracuse football game is going to be closer than anyone thinks. I okay. think that Syracuse will rise to the occasion, and I do believe that they have, uh, they have an outside shot if they protect the ball, so to check the turnover stats. If Syracuse wins the turnover statistics in this game, Syracuse could win the game. But that's not my big prediction okay. today. All right, your big prediction. The big Nostra prediction Daniel. you're about to hear right now is Nostra Daniel. Yeah. In the final game of the season, Alabama will lose the national title against Auburn. They will they will lose their first game on the road in Auburn, last game of the season. Alabama does not go undefeated and does not win the national title because they're going to lose in Auburn. Wow, the great one has spoken. Nostra Daniel. 
I look forward to following these. I think he's got the gift. I'm telling you right now. All right. This is about to close up. We've got to hand it over to Brent X, who is over at Shaughnessy's. He is getting ready to kick off pregame. If you're heading out, go visit Brent X. That stupid dum-dum over there at Shaughnessy's. <laughs> getting ready to uh, kick it off at 7 o'clock at the Dome. Tigers, Cuse, and uh, the first ever Daniel Baldwin show, I think, coming to a close. Of course, you can continue to tweet at Daniel Baldwin. Please do. And uh, hopefully we return to do this together again. You know what, Josh? That was fun. I'm feeling the special love going on right now. I really, I really, really, really enjoyed this. And uh, I thank you guys for giving it a go, checking it out. Of course, you can continue to text 315-288-0644. Brent X, up next, ESPN Radio Syracuse.